Manning calling signals, takes the snap, looks left, pops it left, first is wide open, touchdown Giants! In the left corner of the end zone! Touchdown! With 35 seconds to go, and the Giants regain the lead! Manning to Burris! The New York Giants have knocked off the New England Patriots 17-14 as Tom Coughlin gets a Gatorade pass. Pressure, Brady's chase, Brady heaves one down the middle of the field into the end zone, a jump ball, and it's incomplete, and the ball game's over, and the Giants have won Super Bowl 46. The Asman and Beauty Podcast starts right now. Dan Budick alongside Jake Asman, the Asman and Budick Show. Special guests coming up in this show. Uh, the radio play-by-play voice of the New York Giants, Bob Popper, will be joining us. The great Bob Popper. And we're both obviously big Jet fans, and but we respect Bob Popper and the job he does uh, for years as the Giants radio play-by-play voice. You know, Bob's a guy that we've grown up listening to. And as you heard in the open, you just heard his calls for the Lawrence Tyne kick that sent to the Giants to the Super Bowl. And then, of course... The final call that won Giants Super Bowl 46 both times over the Patriots. And now look where the Giants are, Dan, as we get into Giants-Jets week. That's why we're having Bob on in just a bit. I mean, both teams need the game. The Giants really need the game to keep pace with the Washington Redskins in the NFC East. Giants had a chance to go up two games this past Sunday with a win in Washington. They couldn't get it done too little too late. They lost to the Washington Redskins on the road. The Jets saved their season in a way by picking up a huge win over the Dolphins. And these two teams, just like they were in 2011, are on a collision course for a critical December matchup that will impact if either of these teams will go to the postseason. And if you're a football fan, uh, you got to love the matchup just because you have the Giants at 5-6 and six right in the thick of things in the NFC East. And the Jets needed a win on Sunday against the Dolphins. They got the job done. And it sets up, like you said, a great matchup between these two teams and really a must-win for both teams. You really look at this game from the Giants' standpoint. They need the win because they're coming in off a loss to the Redskins. Washington has Dallas on Sunday. Dallas is without Tony Romo, so that's a win you would think for the Redskins. And you look at the Jets. Listen, I know they won last week against the Dolphins, but the AFC wildcard hunt has so many teams that are either 5-6 and six or even 6-5 and five with Pittsburgh coming back to the rest of the pack this past week. You obviously have the Kansas City Chiefs, the Houston Texans who own a tiebreaker over the Jets, and then you got the Colts. One of those teams will win the AFC South. Don't forget about the Bills. Don't forget about all these other teams. Even the Oakland Raiders are only a game back, and they own a tiebreaker over the Jets. So for the Jets and Giants, this game is huge, and it starts for the New York Jets finding a way to play consistently, play like the team that was 4-1. and one. They were able to get back to their basics last week against the Miami Dolphins, and then obviously for the Giants, they just need wins. They're in an awful division, and they blew a huge opportunity to really put a stranglehold on the NFC East last week. I mean, if you think about it, a win over Washington on Sunday would have given the Giants a two-game edge over the Redskins. They would have been clear-cut ahead of the rest of the pack of the division. They would have won the division. That would have been pretty much it. The Redskins get the win and take percentage points lead over the Giants, and for the Giants, a very disappointing loss. They need a bounce-back game over the Jets. And the Giants need to get off to a better start, trailing 20 to nothing to the Washington Redskins. Just not good enough. And for the Jets, I mean, you look at this Jets team, they played arguably the most complete football game in about six weeks this past Sunday, but they have to keep it up. Ryan Fitzpatrick has to play well. They have to get back to their basics, not turning the ball over, running the football. Tremendous effort by the Jets' defense against the Dolphins, but now they got Odell Beckham Jr. to deal with and a really good Giants offense led by Eli Manning. It's going to be a great game. We're going to be with Bob Popper right after this. Unflippable, unflappable, unleakable. 
The Gustbuster is the only umbrella that won't flip inside out, rip, tear, or leak. Capable of withstanding winds over 55 miles per hour. All of our umbrellas are constructed of the finest quality materials and backed by a limited lifetime guarantee. What are you waiting for? Visit GustBuster.com and get your GustBuster today. You are listening to the Asman and Butte podcast on ICTV.org and on iTunes. Welcome back to the Asman and Butik Show. Jake Asman alongside Dan Butik. Now joining us on the phone line, you hear him always calling the Giants. He's the voice of the New York Giants on WFAN Radio, Bob Papa. Bob, how are you? Guys, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Bob, thanks so much for coming on. First things first, tough loss for the Giants on Sunday to the Redskins. Had a chance to take a two-game lead in the division. With the tough losses this team has had, you talk about New England, Atlanta, Dallas earlier in the season. Where would you put this Redskins loss? Um, those other games were different. I mean, the Dallas game, it was clock management, or else that's a win and a sweep of the Cowboys. Atlanta, there was some questionable decisions and some poor play late in the game. That was one they handed away. The New England game, I mean, if they make any one of four or five different plays in inside of two minutes to go in the game, they win the game, including Odell Beckham Jr. catching a touchdown or Landon Collins catching an interception. And even the New Orleans game, you know, they had the lead late, and they weren't able to close that one out. This one was different because they weren't in the game. And that, and that comes as the biggest surprise with the fact that, you know, they played the defending Super Bowl champions toe-to-toe and basically outplayed New England. Uh, they wound up losing a heartbreaker. This one, I mean, they're down 20 to nothing to Washington. And I know Washington is good at home, but it still was a four-and-six football team. And, you know, the Giants just turned on the switch much too late. And, I think that's the most disappointing part about it is how they started the game. And, Bob, the Giants only ran for 31 yards against the league's 30th-ranked run defense in Washington on Sunday. What has gone wrong with this Giants running game? Well, they were down two starters on the offensive line. Justin Pugh, the left guard, was out. Weston Richburg, the center, was out. So, you know, anytime you're missing a center and a quality center, it affects the run game. You know, see what happened with the Jets when Mangold was out. The Jets couldn't run in a lick. Uh, once Mangold is back and healthy, they run the ball better. And then early in the game, Jeff Schwartz, who they had moved to the left guard spot to replace Pugh, he got hurt, fractured leg, he's out for the year. So now you had an offensive line that had John Jerry at left guard, Dallas Reynolds at center, and rookie seventh-round pick Bobby Hart at right guard. So yeah, I mean, you were weak right in the interior part of the uh, of the offensive line. So it, it was pretty tough to run and function, which is why the quarterback got hit a lot. Bob, we know Schwartz is out for the year, like you just mentioned. Pugh and Richburg, do we know the status for them on Sunday? Uh, we don't. I mean, obviously today is Tuesday, so you know the players are off today, and they'll those guys are constantly in for treatment and evaluation. Pugh is in the uh, concussion protocol, so. That's actually out of the team's uh, grasp. I mean, that is, you know, uh, strict restrictions that have to be followed and it's handled by the league. I think Richburg has got a chance to play this week. Um, You know, I know he was working hard last week to try to get that ankle squared up. You know, having the weekend off, uh, I think the Giants are hopeful that he should be able to go on Sunday because they could certainly use him. Now, Bob, do you sense any extra energy around the Giants this week? I know they're off today, but you know, from listening to some of the comments that the players have already made, they're kind of saying it's just another game. But we know Jets-Giants, the fans get into it, they share the same stadium. Do you sense anything extra with this Giants team? 
I don't really think so. Um, you know, we get swept up in it because, you know, we're in the media. We, you know, we all grew up in this area. So there's that natural rivalry, you know, neighbor to neighbor, cousin to cousin. You know, you got different people rooting for the two different teams and they share a stadium. But remember, a lot of these guys are just from different parts of the country. They don't know about the Giants and the Jets. In fact, I was talking to Jets wide receiver Eric Decker earlier today. And, you know, I kind of asked him about it. He said, yeah, you know, you know, the media asked a lot of questions about it. I've only been here two years, played them in the preseason, don't really know that much about a rivalry. He goes, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the rivals are the Patriots, Bills, and Dolphins. And I think when you talk to the Giants players, I think for the most part, you know, it's Dallas, Philadelphia, and Washington as what they feel are rivals. Obviously, these teams play every year in the preseason. They have a little fun with the Snoopy Bowl, the MetLife Bowl. But they only play every four years, and you know the Giants only have six, uh, seven players on their roster from the 2011 team that won the Super Bowl. And of those seven, you know Victor Cruz and Will Beatty are on injured reserve, so there's not even a lot of guys that were on the team when Cruz had that 99-yard touchdown on Christmas Eve, and the Giants sort of jump-started their Super Bowl run with that win against the Jets. So, you know, I'm sure once the game starts, there'll be a little bit more intensity to it. But uh, I think as of right now, no one's really feeling rivalry. I think both teams are thinking of it more of playoff survival as far as you know, having to win to keep their playoff hopes alive. And we're on the phone line with WFN radio play-by-play voice of the New York Giants, Bob Papa. Bob, you look at the matchup, the Jets and Giants. How do you think the Giants match up against Gangrene? Well, I mean, I think there, I think there, there are some liabilities in certain areas. Uh, obviously, the Jets' defensive front, is fantastic, and their front seven is really good. I mean, they're they're stout against the run, and the Giants are having offensive line issues. I think the Jets are a little bit more gettable in the secondary, especially if Revis doesn't play. Cromartie obviously has struggled. Marcus Williams played well for them last week, getting an interception. They've got Buster Screen, but I think you know you can make plays against those guys. So I, I think it's going to be tough sledding for the Giants, and they're probably going to have to use a short passing game to sort of serve as their run game to at least keep them on schedule. Go to the other side of the ball, Jets have a pretty good offensive line. We know about the Giants' inability to get a consistent pass rush, and Chris Ivory is a physical running back, and the Giants are going to have to you know, bring their lunch pail to try to slow that down. But the one thing the Jets have now that they haven't had is they have multiple threats at the wide receiver. Brandon Marshall has breathed life into this offense. It's made Eric Decker a more explosive player. The big question for the Giants is can they get to Ryan Fitzpatrick, harass him, and force him into a turnover play game, which is, you know, he's had a bunch of those in his career. Uh, If he plays clean and they play straight up, I mean, it's going to be tough for the Giants. The Giants are a team that needs turnovers in order to sort of level the playing field. And Bob, from the Jets' standpoint, obviously stopping Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be a monumental task for this Jets' defense. Assuming Revis does play, or even if he doesn't play, how do you think the Jets' defense will go about trying to cover Odell Beckham? Well, they're going to try to do what every other team does, which is double-team him, bring safety help over the top. You know, Revis is clearly not the same player that he was in years past. He's given up, you know, more deep balls and, and more passes against him than, you know, he probably gave up over like a four-year span. And you could see that teams are seeing stuff on tape in their preparation. They feel that way because how many times this year have teams gone right at them, you know, on the first throw of the game with a deep ball? That stuff used to never happen. <clears throat> Look, I, Odell Beckham Jr. is probably going to get his numbers. I mean, 
he did last year at the end of the year when he was literally the only target for Eli Manning, and he put up huge numbers. He's on another one of these streaks where he's got four straight games of over 100 yards. He's good for at least a touchdown a game. But that's not what's going to kill the game for the Jets. I mean, what's going to kill, what would ruin the game for the Jets is if Ruben Randall has 90 yards receiving and a touchdown. If the Keen Knicks make some plays or Dwayne Harris and suddenly the giant tight ends get involved and score a touchdown. You know, if Odell Beckham Jr. has nine catches for 140-something yards and a touchdown, that doesn't mean the Jets are going to lose the game. Just see what happened last week in Washington. They can't let the other guys get going because then that creates a problem. Bob, I hate to play the what-if game, but we'll do it a little bit with you here. What if the Giants don't make the playoffs this year? Redskins go on and win the division. Is it the last leg for Tom Coughlin and Jerry Reese with the Giants? Great question. Really depends on how they finish out the final five games. Um, you know, the Giants, co-owner John Mara spoke at the end of last season. You know, not making the playoffs for three straight years is un- unacceptable, and not having a winning record is unacceptable. The franchise has high expectations. That would make it four in a row, and that would make it four out of the last five. And you have a franchise quarterback uh, who, you know, is still in his prime. So, obviously, they would have to think long and hard about it. But, you know, I get asked that question all the time, and my answer is the Giants don't evaluate things off 10 games or 11 games or 12 games or 13. They use all 16 games to try to make patient, smart, educated decisions and it's impossible to answer a question until we've finished the season and we see where they stand. And finally, Bob, just being around the team as much as you are, do you get a sense that this team could get hot, win this division, and can kind of be like those 07 and 2011 teams that got hot and were capable of going on a run? You know, I, I didn't really feel that way. The 07 team was much better, uh, the 07-08 team. Those are the two best teams that Coughlin had. Uh, the 11 team really was sort of uh, a team that came out of nowhere, and they had a tremendous run to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I would can try to compare this team to 11. Um, but, you know, based on what I saw last week, really disappointed. Um, they were going against a team they had beaten five straight times, a team that they matched up very well against, a team that had their own issues in the secondary. I really expected the Giants to go win that game. And had they won that game, you know, I think they're going to win the division, which means you host a home playoff game, and then, you know, all bets are off. Anything's possible from that point. Uh, Can they do it? Sure they can. They need to get some of these injured guys back. But I I would say that uh, it it would be kind of a long shot to sort of project out that they can make a run all the way to Santa Clara. But, you know, funnier things have happened with this team over the last couple of years. Bob, thanks so much for giving us 10, 11 minutes of your time, and uh, we really appreciate it. Guys, pleasure being on with you. Anytime. Thank you for listening to the Asman and Budic Podcast. Make sure you go on to iTunes and subscribe to the show.